superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oh my God, you guys are my favorites. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Rich Eisen. I know what I'm talking about. That's the headline. The Rich Eisen Show with guest host Brian Weber. OMG. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Oh my gosh. And now, sitting in for Rich, here's Brian Weber. Welcome to the program. Always an honor to sit in for Rich, support his brand, especially great to be with you on this Thanksgiving. We assume a degree of sophistication if you're part of the Rich Eisen Show audience. And you probably know as you flip around the dial, a lot of shows play tape. Best of a series of interviews on a holiday. Rich does not because he wants to make sure you're informed, entertained, even with yours truly, keeping the chair warm. So we're going to have a great time together over the next three hours, as you might imagine, Wall-to-wall football. Let me reach over and hit the button right there. We are precisely 30 minutes away from the start of the Lions and the Packers. Countdown to kickoff underway. Now, I am here to give you counter-programming. I cannot do play-by-play, of course. That would be a copyright violation. However, I'll have the game on. And multitasking, certainly a skill on a holiday, but I'll have it In the corner of the studio, should anything big happen, I'll keep you constantly updated. I'm not doing fantasy alert, fantasy alert, but you will not miss the significant moments along the way. And we're going to go in-depth in less than five minutes to kick things off, talking about the renaissance of the Lions. I am older than my energetic delivery hopefully suggests, and for the majority of my adult Life lines that have coalesced to get me in this chair. The Lions have been absolutely abysmal, other than the Barry Sanders peak years in the early 1990s. And what a wonderful confluence on a big word Thursday. The Barry's back and promoting his documentary. But other than the peak years, 91, the last time they won a playoff game, 93, the last time they won the division, I don't have to tell you. The Lions have been absolutely hideous. Well, that was then. This is now. Not only going to talk about the game coming up against Green Bay, which they should handle, I think, in straightforward fashion, unless you believe what we've seen from the Lions' defense the last two weeks is problematic. I think the larger, more interesting question 
to pose in the conversation we can have at 844-204-7424, 844-204-7424. Phone calls taken selectively. Let me be straight up with you. If you've ever had to endure me hosting for Rich or other shows, I'm lucky to be affiliated with my style is not that conducive to calls because I think I'm just a fascinating plus I have four hours of content. I try to cram into a three-hour bag. So your best bet is to hit me up on the X. X me. I don't work for Elon. I'm going to still call it Twitter. That's B.W. Weber. Weber with two Bs. Where should we slot the Lions in addition to having an 8-2 and two record off to their best start since 1962? Where do the Lions belong in the legitimate Super Bowl conversation? We'll get there coming up. And... If I don't get to you at 844-204-7424, hang on to the number. My pal Dan Schwartzman in tomorrow, then Rich and the guys back on Monday. You know, Rich does his best to be as interactive as possible with a ton of phone calls when they're relevant. I'm not going to overwhelm you with guests. None in this first hour, so we're wide open. Coming up in hour number two, in addition to the college football, which I'm going to tackle coming up in about 25 minutes, getting you set for Ohio State and Michigan, understanding that my boss, the man I'm filling in for, is a proud Michigan man, but I'll try my best to maintain that balancing act. A report this morning on Fox's pregame show from Jake Laser that the clubs around the NFL he has talked with are not concerned about what the NCAA could do to Jim Harbaugh. However, that does not preclude the league from enforcing a suspension should the NCAA decide to go down that road as they complete their investigation beyond what the Big Ten has already done with the three-game suspension in the wake of the sign-stealing scandal. We'll talk about Harbaugh's future. We'll talk about the particulars of the game. And then we'll go in-depth coming up at 1.40 Eastern time. We're taking you on campus for a huge, i got to slow down here, rivalry weekend. Thank you. I got it out across college football when we check in with Chris Vanini of The Athletic. Final hour, 2.40 Eastern time. Beyond all the college and NFL football I'm going to handle myself, we'll have another football guest, Sam Munson, who uses data-driven analysis to come up with his conclusions about the NFL. Check out his great work at Pro Football Focus. B.W. Weber, Weber with two Bs. I'm Brian Weber, in for Rich Eisen. As I think about, and I'm not going all the way back to the curse of Bobby Lane. I mentioned 1962. I was not alive then, although I'm just going to be as forthright and upfront as I can be. One of the reasons why I had a little bit of momentum at the start of my career a lifetime ago is that history was my niche. Then Google came along, and you didn't need a savant like me to tell you that the Lions have had that one playoff victory I alluded to, 1991 season. That's their only playoff win since they won the title with Bobby Lane, 1957 season. It's been a minute, and this has been one of the most poorly run franchises in all of sports, undeniably. You can blame the revolving door of GMs, head coaches. We know the losing got so terrible. Not only did Barry Sanders walk away, as featured now in his new Amazon doc, Bye Bye Barry, 
Calvin Johnson decided he had enough. So, arguably, top three, top five running back, wherever you'd slot Barry. And Megatron, Hall of Famer, top ten, wherever you want to put him. A elite performer at his position. Two of the greatest players we've ever seen in the last 50 years in the NFL said, thanks but no thanks, I don't want to play for the Lions anymore. And finally, things have changed. Now, from a standpoint of being a consumer of football, a television participant in the greatest TV spectacle of them all, this is not even hyperbole. The NFL is the only thing propping up traditional network television now. I'll throw it out there. And again, this should be in my wheelhouse as I'll think about Happy Days and Fonzie jumping the shark in the late 1970s. Name one show outside of 60 Minutes, because like the NFL, that's been around for decades, a staple of your Sunday. Name one show that you watch with regularity on traditional network TV. I'm waiting. The answer is Sunday Night Football, the Fox and CBS packages are the last thing that are making broadcast TV relevant. But as I think about how it was before we got to wall-to-wall football with the first-ever Black Friday game coming up tomorrow, and my goodness, I know Amazon is delighted. They wrote a massive check to get the rights to the game between the Dolphins and the Jets to have Tim Boyle under center for Rich's Jets. Again, I have to tread lightly. I caught myself there, although the Jets were also the team of my childhood. I put them in the rearview mirror. Rich is much more loyal since I grew up in the suburbs of New York City. But not too long ago, before Thursday Night Football became a year-round property, with, let's be honest, lousy football because nobody is going to be at their best on that kind of short week with that kind of turnaround, now especially in a 17-game regular season. But not too long ago, having football on a Thursday because of the Thanksgiving holiday was truly special. The only downside was we had to endure the Detroit Lions, because of the tradition that started in Detroit in the 1930s. But for decades, and I'm going back to being a kid, late 70s, early 80s, I mentioned the aberration that was Barry Sanders, my pal Eric Kramer, Herman Moore. When the Silver Dome was rocking, it was a spectacle. Other than that brief window, the Lions have been beyond irrelevant. They've just been unwatchable. And it would be like the Thanksgiving tradition that you could map out as you got older and you're starting to figure out the rhythms of life. So I'm 13, 14, 15. I know my Uncle Mike is going to have a little bit too much red wine and venture into politics. Don't know when it's going to happen, but it's going to happen at some point. And we knew as we're getting ready to put the bird in, the Lions were going to play a god-awful football game. So there were many years, and this is even before you could do this stuff online. I'm Brian Weber, in for Rich Eisen. Your voice can be heard at 844-204-7424. Hit me up on Twitter, B.W. Weber, Weber with two Bs, in less than 15 minutes talking Michigan, Ohio State. And we'll start to put the college football playoff picture into focus because I'm a scenario guy. I'm a what-if guy. I'm a chaos guy. And... 
I won't have time to do it in this hour. We're going to circle back in the next hour. I'm going to run through a variety of different outcomes, depending on how the rivalry games this week, followed by the championship games next week, play out. Because right now we have a slew of teams, more undefeated teams than I can recall at this stage of the season in college football, with only four, four slots out there. And it feels like if you go all the way down to number eight with Alabama, I can make a legitimate case for all of those teams beyond, obviously, the top seeds that have the most efficient way of playing their way into the quote-unquote Final Four. But we'll get weird a little bit and talk about how the dominoes could fall coming up. Thank goodness now we no longer have to come up with petitions. People used to drop off actual reams of paper at the NFL headquarters, 345 Park Avenue, and say, please get the Lions off my television on Thanksgiving. That's how atrocious it was. And then finally, last year, we had the turn. As Dan Campbell has changed the culture, you know about how well they played down the stretch, almost played their way into the postseason. A credit to their professionalism, Campbell getting buy-in from his players, and their tenacity that even though when we got to the final game of the regular season on Sunday Night Football last year, when the Lions took the field at Lambeau Field, they knew their playoff hopes had been snuffed out. There was no way they were going to the postseason. Still, in their minds, they had something to play for, and that was knocking the Packers out of the postseason equation, and they did it. And the question was, was that a one-off? Because... The conception of momentum, and it's one of my favorite sayings, and as you get more self-aware, you realize, and the ability to listen to everything, not that I would ever go back and, say, play three hours of a radio show driving around. I'm not that big of a narcissist. Maybe. Just maybe. Now, if you're wondering who this is, I'm Brian Weber, in for Rich Eisen. We're live on this Thanksgiving. You can slide in at 844-204-7424. Hop aboard on Twitter. The X, B.W. Weber, Weber would you be, is I'll check out your social media posts coming up and cherry-pick the best ones. Leave the venom aside. It is a holiday after all. But as you think about all these constructs that we come up with, one of the laziest things I stumble into is the notion of maintaining momentum. Now, since we're having data-driven analysis coming up in the final hour with Sam Munson of Pro Football Focus joining us, they use the analytics to come up with their takeaways, not just the eyeball test. The folks who really run the numbers tell us, and this get a little nerdy, so I'm going to do it very quickly, that momentum doesn't exist. It's flipping a coin, and the odds revert to 50-50 every time. So even if you flip the coin and had to come up heads 99 times in a row, you know what the odds are for the next flip, flip 100, back to 50-50. Still, in a league in which things change radically year by year, that's the whole business model of the NFL. They're selling hope, worst to first. It's happened, what, 14 the last 15 years? Somebody rises up from the bottom of their division to make an unlikely playoff run or win the division championship. There's not always continuity from one year to the next. So the question for the Lions came down to this. Was last year a nice story? A warm anecdote surrounding a team that 
was plucky and had gumption. I sound like Lou Grant here. They had moxie. I hate moxie. Were they just a nice story last year, or were they laying the foundation for something far more substantial this year? And you know the answer. They're sitting at 8-2. and two. But along the way, it feels like we have dissected the Lions because they're the Lions. We're waiting for the implosion because you are what you consistently do, and we've seen this for decades. So when they beat the Chiefs in the season opener on a Thursday night in Kansas City, you know the pushback, well, there was no Travis Kelsey. They were missing their best defensive player. Ah, nice win. Let's hang an asterisk on it because, well, in fairness, if you don't have Kelsey, you don't have Chris Jones, you don't have the true Kansas City Chiefs, although maybe that was foreshadowing of who the Chiefs are. As we saw on Monday night again, if Kelsey is not fully dominant and he was not at his best, one of two red zone turnovers along with Mahomes' pick, and it just seemed like Kelsey was out of sorts, and do not blame it on Taylor Swift. Do not blame it on Travis getting on a plane and going to Argentina to see T-Sizzle. He had a bad game, although he does seem like, and he's been much more vocal about the injuries. Just from an eyeball test standpoint, the optics, it looks like he's more banged up than normal. And we've seen that go back to the Minnesota game when he left briefly and you wondered, would he come back on the field? But maybe we should have put more stock in what happened all the way back in the season opener and given the Lions more credit for going on the road and defeating the reigning champs in one of the toughest places to play in all of sports, especially with the atmosphere of the Super Bowl euphoria in KC. I understand that the Chiefs weren't the Chiefs that we know based on having a full complement of star power, but Detroit still had to win that game. And here they are at 8-2. and two. And if you believe records tell the story, and you're going to say, wait a minute, fill-in guy, whoever you are, I'm Brian Weber, in for Rich Eisen, live on this Thanksgiving day. We appreciate the company. You can let me know what you think by heading over to Twitter, B.W. Weber, Weber with two Bs. Occasionally, a record can be a mirage. Think back to that Steeler team a few years ago that had that brilliant undefeated start. I didn't want to seem like I was a soothsayer, but it was pretty clear to me and everyone else who was paying attention that team was going nowhere in the playoffs. Probably a similar outlook for the Steelers right now at 6-4. and four. They would be a wild card team, unless you think blame Canada, blame Canada, blame Canada is the right strategy. And for the Steelers to make a move like that within the regular season, they have not fired an offensive coordinator since the 1940s, but that's the Steeler way. They've only had three head coaches since Richard Nixon was in the White House. Unless you think that getting rid of Matt Canada at long last is going to jumpstart that offense, maybe there'll be marginal improvement because it can't get any worse than last week in that debacle against Cleveland. The larger question really, in my mind, hinges on how you view Kenny Pickett. I'm not talking about his hand size. I'm talking about his efficiency, his productivity, and his decision-making. I don't know that we can say right now that he's a legitimate NFL starter, especially with those playmakers around him. But as we talk about the notion of what a record means 
at this stage of the season with December coming up, for example, is Philadelphia the best team in all of football at eight and one? Well, I make that nine and one, right? Coming off the victory over Kansas City on Monday night. How can you say they're not? They only have one loss at the same time. If you've been paying attention, this year's nine and one, as they've gone nine and one in consecutive seasons now, is not nearly as dominant as last year's. And I don't have to read you all of the stats, for example, point differential or the sacks they were accumulating on their way to the historic season achieved by their front seven. If you just watch the red zone, you know the Phillies had to grind out these wins. Still, they are 9-1. and one. So I think, especially given the separation in the depth between the NFC and the AFC, sometimes we work too hard to find flaws surrounding teams. And yes, the Eagles have not been as exceptional as last year, but they have the best win of any team, and you don't have to dip into your memory bank to recall what had happened. It was just Monday night. Now you can fairly address what Kansas City failed to do. I mentioned both of the red zone turnovers. Close your eyes right now, not if you're driving, but just conjure up the image of Mahomes with one of the best bombs down the middle of the field you'll ever see. The problem was he hit Marquez Valdez-Scandling directly in his hands. And that was not a one-off. Because by now you've heard many times this week, Kansas City is number one in the league in drops. In fact, they have not scored a point in the second half now in three consecutive games. So there are a lot of donations in the holiday season. Handed from the Chiefs to the Eagles, still, Philadelphia had to win that game on the road, and they got it done. So as I think about where we put Detroit in the overall hierarchy of Super Bowl contenders, 8-2 and two aside, which is a magnificent mark, especially for this franchise, my question hinges on what do we make of the Lions' defense? Not too long ago, top 10 For the majority of the year, the numbers will get skewed when you get carved up by Justin Herbert, which is understandable in that wild shootout two weeks ago in Southern California. But then the issue becomes, how did Justin Fields pick him apart last week? And in all candor, Detroit was lucky to win that game. Now, you could say as a Lion fan, hey, Mr. Loud Guy, don't we give them credit for resolve, grit, determination, resilience? Yes, but... If we're talking about a team that doesn't have playoff experience and didn't get to the playoffs last year, you have to, I think, hold them to a higher standard of analysis to wonder, does the regular season success translate into an impact in the postseason? And I want to see today, coming up now in less than 10 minutes, albeit against a lackluster opponent. Now, if you want to be the champion of the NFC North, you're going to tell me, Jordan Love looked good last week. My counter would be everyone looks good against the Chargers. Coming up in the next hour, we'll talk about coaches should be looking over their shoulder at this time of the year, namely Brandon Staley. We'll get there with more negativity surrounding the Bolts. The tough news that was confirmed yesterday, Joey Bosa now on the IR. But as this game kicks off, and I'll keep you constantly updated, will the Lions defense show up today, or will Jordan Love, who looked good last week, we'll give him that 
after a bumpy first season as a starter in Green Bay, will Love become the third consecutive quarterback to bury now a wobbly Lions defense? The good news for Detroit is they can win games if need be. I alluded to that shootout against the Chargers. If it comes down to a 32-28 final, advantage Detroit because Jared Goff has been one of the most inspirational. And yes, I'm going to get deep on a holiday. He believed in himself. An inspirational comeback because the Rams left him for dead. And I admire what Goff has done, reinventing himself in Detroit. It helps to have dynamic playmakers like Amon Ra, St. Brown. You know the Lions can run it with Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery. So as this game now is less than 10 minutes away, my key question surrounds the defense. And we'll find out the answers together as this one is about to kick off. I'm Brian Weber, in for Rich Eisen. You can be a part of the program, 844-204-7424. We'll get to the other games coming up today and tomorrow. I mentioned the first ever NFL Black Friday game. There was one back in the day in the AFL, but you don't want more history, do you? Dolphins-Jets tomorrow, coming up later today. Dallas, who just refuses to lose at home against Washington. Speaking of coaches on the hot seat, what does the future look like for Ron Rivera? And then the Niners have sorted things out as they've gotten healthier, although always a challenge to play in Seattle. That is an intense rivalry. Geno Smith will start despite the elbow injury. We're going to get you fully lined up for all of those games. Plus, in our immediate future, we're talking college football. It is a massive weekend coming up, filled with rivalry games on campus. Based on what we saw Saturday against Maryland with their comeback, how much will Michigan miss Jim Harbaugh in their showdown with Ohio State Saturday in Ann Arbor? Just getting warmed up on a dynamic Thanksgiving edition of the program. Appreciate the company here on Turkey Day. I'm Brian Weber, in for Rich Eisen. It's the Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner, so you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side, helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature, quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop 
from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code EISEN. That's I B O T T A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Welcome back to the Rich Eisen Show Radio Network. I'm Brian Weber, and I'm sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk, furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. 844-204-7424, the number to call. We can get interactive on social media. That's B.W. Weber, Weber with two Bs, because I was like an overstuffed turkey. And a pro tip that I learned from my blessed mother, who was not that well-versed in the culinary arts, as she was learning how to raise a family and find her way around the kitchen. This is not sexist in any way. My mom worked full-time. My mom had two masters. But back in the early 80s, mom was going to cook. Mom did not know you had to take the innards, that bag that comes Inside the turkey, out of said bird, and we had something that felt like it was straight out of a Peanuts special when I think we had nothing but pie that year. That was circa 1982. I am deep, deep, deep in the hot tub time machine today, feeling like a nostalgic broadcaster on a holiday. My long-winded point was this. That was a meaty monologue, so we're going to be more concise here talking college football in less than 15 minutes, and maybe this fits my mindset, although I'm in a great mood, and hopefully that's coming through, however you're consuming this audio experience. Grumpier old men, did you catch Greg Popovich chastising his home crowd in San Antonio last night? Plus, what do you make of what Tom Brady said a few days ago? decrying the mediocrity across the NFL. I'll tell you what's really going on in both of those instances coming up. Monster game. I have to come up with a better adjective. Sensational showdown in Ann Arbor. Feels like I'm selling it, even though I have no affiliation to the game of the year. And arguably, and we're going to talk about this in much more detail, final hour of the program, is Michigan versus Ohio State coming up Saturday in Ann Arbor? I know Rich will be live tweeting throughout the game as a proud Michigan man. Is this going to be the last significant regular season game we're ever going to see as we move to the 12-team playoff next year? Because while it's always special and filled with history whenever Ohio State and Michigan get together. You can't tell me the stakes won't be different next year when both teams will presumably, if they're of the same caliber they typically are, if both teams already know they're going to a 12-team playoff. That's in addition to the decades of intensity between these universities. That's what makes Saturday so meaningful. The stakes Winner moving on to the Big Ten title game. 
loser unless 27 other things happen. And I'll get into those exotic scenarios I was promising coming up in the next hour of the program. Loser is out. That's what makes this game so filled with anticipation. It's because of the significance and the consequence. But much like the grumpy old men, Greg Popovich and Tom Brady, I mentioned, I'm yelling at the clouds myself because we know the format change is coming. And even though I think the current setup of four teams is better because the argument about who the fifth team is, who's going to be on the outside looking in, is far more compelling than who the 13th team is going to be next year. If you're number 13, I don't care, because now we've supersized the field. But I'll save that rant for later in the program. I'm Brian Weber, in for Rich Eisen. You can pick up the telephone, 844-204-7424, or get things revved up on the X, B.W. Weber, Weber with two Bs. About an hour and five minutes from now. I know it's all about appointment audio on a holiday. We'll incorporate our first guest, and we're going to get into the X's and O's to a degree when we're joined by Chris Vanini, senior college football writer for The Athletic. We'll talk about what the game between Michigan and Ohio State could come down to. To me, so much of what's surrounding the game is far more interesting than what's going to happen on the field on Saturday. Because, for example... However you view Jim Harbaugh, and I'll mention again the report from Jay Glazer on Fox's pregame show, with the game between the Lions and the Packers just underway as things progress. I'll keep you constantly updated. Glazer dialed in. He says he reached out to a handful of NFL teams this week, and none were concerned about the NCAA's continued investigation of Jim Harbaugh and Michigan football, meaning that would not be a deterrent if they want to hire him. But here's the issue. That's the club perspective. The NFL has a precedent. And don't you know it involves Ohio State and Michigan. Jim Tressel had to serve the NCAA suspension when he was hired in an advisory capacity role in the NFL. So there is the precedent if the NFL wants to enforce the NCAA suspension, if it happens to Jim Harbaugh, that's one more wrinkle next season. But we had a lot of time to get to prior to that. Still, whatever may or may not have occurred, and I think we can fairly say there was a sign sign stealing, he said smoothly. Signs were being stolen. It was organized. It was financed allegedly by a booster. How much did Harbaugh know, and when did he know it? Those are going to be the questions that the NCAA will determine. But much more importantly, tied to Saturday's game, Harbaugh can't lose because now he's a martyr beyond the T-shirts and beyond the notion of free Jim Harbaugh. Win one for the Jimbo, whatever the hell the T-shirt would be. If Michigan wins without him, now we say What a magnificent coach Harbaugh is. He's so impactful. This team now has gone 6-0 in the six games he's been unable to coach because of a pair of suspensions. That's how rigorous the culture is in Ann Arbor. That's one outcome. If they lose, what's the immediate thing a Michigan man's going to tell us? Well, 
We didn't have Harbaugh. And that was the alibi last week as Maryland came alive and made that a one-score game late. What'd you hear post-game? Well, if Jim had been there to restore order, game over. So the fellow facing the dilemma is Ryan Day, who despite an outrageous winning percentage, astronomical success, now that he's lost back-to-back games to Michigan, with the Wolverines having a chance to make it three in a row without Harbaugh. If somehow, and Michigan, I think, has a great chance to win that game, primarily based on what they can do on the ground behind Blake Corum, want to see more consistency from J.J. McCarthy. But we'll talk about the nuances of the game coming up in an hour with Chris Vanini of The Athletic. Should Michigan come up with the win at home on Saturday, here's the chatter moving forward. What happens to Ryan Day? I'm not calling for him to lose his job, but we know how passionate fans are in Columbus, and they're going to say, wait a minute, you couldn't beat a rival without their head coach? I don't care what you've done in the college football playoff. I don't care about all the regular season victories. Hey, Ryan, you've got to figure this out. But if Michigan loses, they have the instant excuse. So Harbaugh... For all of his weird quirks and talking about his love of chicken and Judge Judy and the rest, can't lose. He's in a brilliant position. And we'll talk about the meaning of a Michigan win versus an Ohio State win for the ripple effect of the remaining slots in the college football playoff coming up in the next hour of the program, along with checking in with Chris Vanini. Of the Athletic, I'm Brian Weber, in for Rich Eisen, 844-204-7424, the number to call. You can X me, B.W. Weber, Weber with two B. straight ahead. I'm going grumpy old men, not grumpier. I didn't love the sequel because I'm a purist when it comes to Jack Lemon and Walter Matthau. You got old men yelling at the clouds. Greg Popovich yesterday decided his fans in San Antonio should not be booing Kawhi Leonard plus Tom Brady says the NFL has too much mediocrity. I'll tell you what both of the agendas were behind both of those old codgers. Brady's not that old, but I'm just jealous he looks that good. Coming up, we roll on on a jam-packed Thanksgiving edition of the program. I'm Brian Weber. In for Rich, it's the Rich Eisen Show. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Ryan Weber back with you. We appreciate the company on this Thanksgiving Day. Infrared Eyes in 844-204-7424 is the phone number. 
You can tweet at me, B.W. Weber. Weber with two Bs. We're 15 minutes away from the second hour of the program. We'll shift our attention to the third game in today's triple header, getting you fully set for the Niners and the Seahawks. Is it still fair to wonder about that losing streak San Francisco had not too long ago? Because if you chop up their season, and we'll do this in full detail coming up, phenomenal start. Then the injuries set in. They hit the skid of a three-game losing streak. Now they've come alive with a couple back-to-back wins. So was that all just an anomaly, or could those issues beyond the injuries flare up again? Come playoff time, getting set to take on Seattle tonight. That is coming up. A reminder, as we're talking NFL, stream the NFL on Westwood One for free, sponsored by AutoZone all season long. You can listen to every Westwood One broadcast of the NFL live on the NFL app by asking Alexa to open WWO Sports or on your Westwood One affiliate station's digital platforms. That's right. You can stream Kevin Harlan, Kurt Warner, Rich Eisen all season long for free and get in the zone with AutoZone. AutoZone's free battery testing and charging is available for free at your local AutoZone. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Restrictions apply. Occasionally, what I lay out comes together. So I... You might have recalled, I know it feels like a long time ago because I covered so much ground in that riveting opening soliloquy in a big word Thursday. What was my question about Detroit? What is the state of a defense that was a fixture in the top 10 for the majority of the year based on back-to-back wobbly games now checking in at number 14 in terms of total defense? What's going on with the defense? Not the start. The Lions were looking for, specifically on that side of the ball, as Jordan Love was spectacular. No incompletions as the Packers marched down the field, hooked up with Jane Reed for a 10-yard score three minutes into the game. It is the Packers on top of the Lions, 7-0. Five minutes has already come off the clock. We'll keep you posted, and... If you're a Lion fan, plenty of opportunities to come back. In fact, now I'm going to get distracted with Lions already with a first and goal. Let me do us a favor. I'm going to turn off my TV. If you don't like it, turn off your TV. This is the danger of doing a talk show with a live sporting event. But it is the Packers on top of the Lions. Can the Detroit defense find their way? Or the Lions going to have to come up with more offensive pyrotechnics? I try to be grounded in reality. It is challenging as you get older, especially during the holidays. We all tend to drift back to the past. However, I'll steal from the Sopranos. And if you're looking for things to watch, another contemporary reference, with a Thanksgiving tie-in, go back and watch any of the Sopranos episodes involving Thanksgiving. I won't give away what happened, but there are some lines that still are stuck in my head. One of the good pieces of dialogue amongst thousands, I think you can make the argument that David Chase is perhaps the most brilliant TV writer of them all. Well, I know he stuck with me from The Sopranos about the pitfalls of nostalgia. Remember when is the lowest form of conversation. And I know that is completely a contradiction to everything that I laid out because I was telling you about, you know, when I was watching Lions in 1984. But as I think about 
What we saw from Greg Popovich last night, if you paid any attention to the NBA, and I don't blame you if you're still easing in, despite the best efforts of the league and those putrid custom courts on Tuesdays and Fridays for this new in-season tournament gimmick, many of you pay no attention to the NBA until Christmas at a minimum, a lot I would say, of you don't pay any attention to the playoffs. But if you were flipping around last night, the two headlines from the NBA centered on predictable outcomes. What do you know? Chris Paul and Scott Foster had another beef. How does the league allow this to continue? We've seen this movie so many times with the same outcome, even though Paul's wearing a different uni, now playing for Golden State, he got tossed. And you had Greg Popovich deciding to channel his inner Sam Weich back in the day when Weich grabbed the microphone and said, you don't live in Cleveland, yelling about Bengal fans throwing garbage on the field in a rivalry game between the Bengals and Browns. Last night, San Antonio's fans, understandably, are not delighted with Kawhi Leonard because he decided that he didn't want to be a member of the Spurs anymore. Forced his way out, certainly worked for him, winning that Additional ring with the Raptors and getting paid by the Clippers. Well, Popovich decided to go over, grab the microphone from the PA announcer, and I'm paraphrasing here, telling the fans to show some class and stop booing Kawhi. Now, you could say, well, that's a lovely sentiment. He's defending one of his old players. But to me, it speaks much more to the ego of Greg Popovich, who has to make everything about himself. And... Put aside my own feelings about Greg Popovich, who I knew a million years ago. Again, I'm grounded here in 2023 when he was an assistant coach for the Warriors. And I'm going to tell you, when I worked for the team as their TV sideline reporter, Popovich was not a genius. He suddenly became a lot smarter when he had David Robinson, Tim Duncan, and now Wembenyama. But he likes to insert himself into everything. And he's losing sight of... Of one of the fundamental rights, now I'm getting deep here, the Constitution, the Bill of Rights for fans, you have the right to boo on any level. Go to a high school basketball game. I know it feels petty, especially for adults. I'm not endorsing that. But you're booing the other team because of the jersey they're wearing, because they're your crosstown rival, and because you're emotionally invested. But Popovich decided, now, under the guise of, we're better than this. Let's not boo Kawhi Leonard. He had to make it about himself, as he's done for years with those dopey sideline interviews. I'm not disparaging his resume. I'd be a fool to try to say he's not a great coach. But I have just found his act tedious and stale for a long time. More evidence of that last night. Now, Tom Brady... I think was more calculating with the headline producing content earlier in the week when he said, quote, there's a lot of mediocrity in today's NFL. Well, that's not exactly a hot take. Have you been watching these games? Now, we're all watching because we're addicted to football, but quality of play way down, scoring at a historically low level for over a decade, in part because of all of the injuries from marquee quarterbacks. And if we're talking about the game's watchability, go through the list of backup quarterbacks that have been forced on the field. 
We're now down to QB3 as I'm fixated on having to watch Tim Boyle tomorrow. No, we get to watch football on Black Friday. Or Tommy DeVito. That's a great story that he lives at home, but he's got no business being in the NFL. I think Brady had a larger agenda. I think Tom Brady is trying to let all of us know that he intends to be the voice of reason when he moves into the Fox TV broadcast role next year. And he's trying to stake that claim early on because he knows Greg Olson has been phenomenal in that job. And Greg's going to get demoted. And it's not going to be a popular move. And social media is a variable to consider. Now, Fox is not going to move off Brady because they're giving him a boatload of money to do much more than just go in and spew cliches during a game. Effectively, he's going to be the face of the network. But I think Brady was trying to carve out his role and say, okay, I'm not just going to be sitting in that booth giving you X's and O's. I'm going to be the guy who's going to tell it like it is. And he didn't say anything that provocative, but for Brady, that was a huge departure. And I think it was calculated because he's concerned about the perception. He's pushing out a talented broadcaster in Greg Olson. Lions with a response. Goff to Laporta. Touchdown, Detroit. Although the extra point, no good. With the Packers on top, 7-6. Midway through the first quarter, we will keep you posted. Straight ahead, we'll shift our attention to the third game in the triple header. Getting you set for San Francisco and Seattle. We'll talk some Dallas and Washington along the way. Hit me up on Twitter. It's B.W. Weber. Weber with two Bs as we ease into our number two of the program. I'm Brian Weber in for Rich. We're live on this Thanksgiving holiday on the Rich Eisen Show. <laughs> 